Hey guys, welcome to the show today. Hope things are cranking along very, very well for you. They are for me. I'm, I'm very happy of where I'm at right now and, and had a chance to, to sit down and talk with you guys here. You know, if you followed the podcast or uh, the YouTube channel for any length of time, you know that I am a huge, huge proponent of DIY homeowners tackling landscape improvements themselves and basic landscape education through on-the-job training. That's just one of the premises of this channel. But I also know, you know, I am a realist. I also know that there are many folks who will never be in a mindset or physical state to take on or ever complete a large landscape makeover. And when I say large, I mean almost taking it down to a, a blank canvas and then redoing it or having a brand new home and having to start from scratch. There's just some folks that eh, that's just not in their wheelhouse. So in these cases, folks have some options. Number one and the most obvious is do absolutely freaking nothing. Nothing. You don't move forward at all because you're either in an analysis paralysis state of mind or you just don't know which way to turn. Another option would be hire an outside professional contractor. Someone who you could turn to, turn the reins over of a project to, and you just sit back and write checks. That is, that is an option. And thank God for some of those people because that's how I made a living. But the third option that I wanted to bring to you today is how about be your own contractor and you run the show. That's what we're discussing here today. Uh, a little insight on being your own contractor of record and telling you exactly you know, on an approximate or general, general terms how much money you can save. Anyway, that's what our show is about today and I am damn glad that you guys are here. Let's get it started, shall we? Hey, I'm Matt and you can call me coach. You know, every week I bring to you DIY landscape education, design concepts and theories in a hopefully easy to understand format. So you guys can tackle projects yourself, get the professional results you want, be more self-reliant in these days, and save a lot of money in the process. You know, I learned over the past 20 year career as a successful self-employed landscape designer and contractor, educated in horticulture, retail nursery manager, I bring with me a lot of knowledge and experience that I want to share with you, the new modern, educated, certainly self-reliant homeowner of today. So what we're talking about today is uh, kind of a compromise of sorts. You are doing something towards the project, not just shrugging your shoulders and doing nothing. You're not walking down the hiring a contractor to do everything for you either. You will be the contractor. You will be. You will hire the subcontractors needed to get the project started, and you will be responsible for the payments to these subs. You will be responsible also for the scheduling, and in some cases, you may have to do a little bit yourself. This option that we're discussing today is more expensive than doing it yourself because obviously you're outsourcing some of it to, or all of it, to professionals, obviously. But it should be less expensive than hiring the whole project out to a single tip of the spear landscape professional. So, 
how do you go about this? You know, if you've never been a contractor of record, a homeowner can act as their own contractor for home improvements on their own property, provided that all improvements are to code and in accordance with uh, local building statutes, which generally requires either a little bit of due diligence and thinking or you hire professionals to do it. This also applies to landscape makeovers as well. First and foremost, a homeowner will have to determine what jobs will be done by whom. For instance, you may want to do the demolition and leave the drainage and irrigation and hardscape to others. Then you might want to do the greenscape installation to complete the project, but you have the option of picking and choosing what you want to do. Maybe your skill set is uh, electrical, you know, and you don't know that much about uh, the greenscape or the, the layout of plant material or doing cement work or something along those lines. So you have this option of picking and choosing your strengths and subbing out, as we call it in the biz, subbing out your weaknesses. You know, something to think about. As you being the, the contractor of record, you are now taking over that role as the tip of the spear. You know, for myself, when I was doing those jobs, I was the tip of the spear for all these larger landscape makeovers. I was the one who scheduled up subcontractors, did a lot of the work myself, and then I was responsible for paying my subs and receiving money from my client, and I was basically this, this funnel, this funnel that uh, took care of all that kind of stuff. And in the end, that's where I made a profit as a business entity, you know, because I was responsible for all this stuff. And with that responsibility, you have to pay attention and keep your eye on the ball. So how do you go about hiring various pros as needed? First, a little due diligence is in order and certainly, certainly some planning. This is not something you think about on a Saturday thinking you want to start in seven days. <laughs> nope, that's not, that's not going to happen. This is a plan over time in a number of weeks and in some cases, depending on where you live and what your local professional schedules are, maybe even months. Your potential subcontractors, they have schedules too. They're not sitting around in their living room in front of their phone waiting for the phone to ring because they don't have anything. Those days hopefully will never return, but they were certainly there back in the last recession. Holy craptacular, that was some scary times if you were a self-employed contractor. You will have to work around these as you proceed down this path, and that is where you have little handmade or Excel spreadsheets or something where you can determine what your start dates are and where you're going to plug these people in in accordance to a plan, a step-by-step -step plan of how the project will go together. A timeline really needs to be established and it needs to be established for a few things. Number one, how about getting something down on paper as far as a landscape plan? Now you can hire that to a professional landscape designer, which I did several times, or you can do it yourself with a little bit of education, a little bit of know-how, and then taking it down to your local nursery and having them help you put it together. And suddenly you've got a landscape plan that you can now start thinking about subbing out portions of it. So. Our first step after the plan is getting some estimates. 
getting some estimates on the various parts of the project that you are not going to do. Whatever, whatever that is. If you need electrical run for something of the new landscape, maybe you need an electrician. Maybe you need to talk one, two, or three of them. Get some, get some estimates. Same thing goes for uh, cement work or structural building. Maybe you're putting a, a tough shed in the backyard and you don't want to build it. You want to have someone build it. And maybe you want to do some uh, structural stuff yourself. Whatever your weaks, weaknesses and strong suits, this is where it, it plays uh, a critical role in the planning phases. Then we got to talk about start dates. Now, there are acts of God that sometimes will really wreak havoc with start dates. Snow, failure to launch as far as spring. Spring decides that it just doesn't want to come. Or early winter. You know, hey, coach always tells us that the, the fall is the best time, so I'm going to start mine in late September. And then all of a sudden you get a freak storm that dumps 12 inches of snow on you or three inches of rain on you. And now you've got a mud pit to try and start in. So starting dates, remember, 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 are always going to be flexible depending on life and weather. And then also just as important as start dates is a completion date. You know, if you, if you get in there and you do all the demo and then something happens where the demo is done, you've hauled everything off, everything is ready for you to get going. So you need John Smith to come in and start doing some underground work for you. And that's when the weather hits or that's when John Smith, who you have under contract, suddenly snaps his arm or something weird. And now what do you do? You got to go to a plan B. Now you can see where you're going to save a couple of bucks as uh, your own contractor, but then you have to take on the headaches. Plain and simple. You have to take on the headaches of what us contractors do every single day, year in and year out. The process is always going to be a step-by-step -step process. That's why I always suggest picking up that 15-step DIY checklist. It'll help you walk yourself through it and also give you a good guidance as far as what you can do, what they should do, how long it should take, etc. So for me, here's the steps. Complete or have completed that landscape design. Okay, number one. Determine what you will complete yourself and have others complete. Once that's determined, seek out professionals and specialize in those particular elements, cement or irrigation or electrical or you know building a patio cover or whatever it might be. Gather some estimates and make a decision. That's the thing is make a freaking decision. If you have someone that is $1,000 more expensive than another person, determine why, but more importantly, determine where the chemistry is between you and those people you've gotten estimates from. Who do you feel you can work with? Who do you feel you can guide? Who do you feel you can influence in order to get the results that you want in a timely fashion? Schedule those timelines out and allow for a smooth flow. Don't make sure that you have cement people showing up and you still got trenches open with the irrigation guy. You know, you're going to have to have a little bit of space in there. Supervise these subcontractors as needed, but most of the time they should know what the hell they're doing. And make sure that you have quality workers showing up. You may have had John show up who was the owner of ABC Irrigation, but then his workers show up and they don't speak English and how do you communicate with that? Especially if John's off working on some other project. 
you know, that, that becomes very, very important. Pay particular attention to hard to reverse elements. And what I mean like by that is if you get somebody uh, hardscape, flat work that comes in and they just don't do the patio and the walkways at a quality you thought should be done, yet you've got to be there. Maybe you got to take a day off and maybe you got to be there during, during poor day. Because if you've bought yourself a, a colored stamped walkway and concrete and the work that's being done looks like shit, then you have to speak up and you have to speak up quickly because those are really elements of a landscape that are really hard and very costly to reverse. And make sure you hold these subs feet to the fire. Really hold their feet to the fire and make sure without being a jackass, make sure that you insist on quality work. You have a deposit to them, that's fine, but final payment will not be done until you are 100% satisfied. You're not settling for the work that was done. You obviously see the quality in it and you don't mind paying for that kind of work. So cement work, patio covers, sheds, uh, irrigation is done correctly, the number of valves meet the needs of all the landscape that you're doing, etc. Those things get kind of those things get kind of hard to do to reverse once they're all done. They really are. You fill in those elements again that you've chosen to do. If you know one big thing, if you can do it, Man, demolition is a costly thing. There's a lot of man hours there. There's haul off costs. So if you can do the demolition, then you're gonna save quite a few bucks right there. You fill in those elements that you chose to complete. And remember, you're plugging yourself into the schedule just like you're plugging these other guys in. And then in the end, guys, if everything goes correctly with maybe a hiccup or two, and a landscape project with only a hiccup or two is a damn good project, bring that sucker home and have a successful finish. You know, as a licensed landscape contractor, the best projects for me were the ones that flowed. They flowed with just a Teflon ease, they really did. With certain elements timed out correctly for demo and site work, underground elements, the flat work, structural if there is some, and the greenscape that went in, and then you put a bow on it and you presented it to my client. That was the perfect job. And you'll have to understand that with practice comes that flow. And so don't expect to be perfect if you decide to take this on. Don't, don't expect to be perfect. It's not going to be. That comes with time and experience and also relationships with other subcontractors that I developed. But it was, uh, it was always a sign of really good contracting when everything went from start to finish just like you wanted it to makes a contractor or a homeowner sleep very well at night. So what is the savings by going down this be your own contractor road as opposed to doing it yourself or hiring it out? You know, obviously you can boss yourself around and if you hired a contractor, you can monitor that person, you know, that, that tip of the spear. But uh, where's, the, where's the cost savings? Tell me, coach, how much do I really expect to save if I decide to go down this road? Well, let's say you have a, uh, we'll just take a for instance. Let's say you have a, a $10,000 front yard makeover. So front yards will oftentimes be a little less expensive as a backyard because of distance, because of slope, because of just sheer getting materials into the backyard. I would 
ballpark it this way. Doing it yourself on a $10,000 project would probably cost you, depending on the materials you choose, probably cost you between three to $5,000. So you save about 50 to 70%. Pretty good, huh? Okay, having it done by a licensed, bonded, insured landscape contractor, it's obviously gonna cost you the full 10K. It's gonna just full retail, shall we say. Now being your own contractor, you're gonna fall in that, that gray area because you're gonna be accepting the estimates yourself, you're gonna be reviewing them, you're gonna look at timelines versus your time, etc. So you could probably ballpark it in there between 6.5 to 8,000. So you're saving around 20, 20 to 35% off of a $10,000 job. So better than a poke in the eye with a sharp stick, isn't it? Might be worth that two to $3,500 savings for you to have a couple of headaches and to do a little bit of legwork. But the cheapest thing, guys, like I said at the top of the show, doing nothing will cost you nothing except the pain of looking out into that front or backyard and knowing that it's never ever going to be cheaper than it was yesterday and more time means more work now these these figures that i've given you they're, they're not exact please don't hold me to this because costs are regional you can Look at the cost of lumber today. If you have to go out and buy two by fours for flat work, it has, in some cases, in some parts of our country, I don't know if it is around the globe, but it has doubled, tripled, and even quadrupled in, in cost. So local labor costs will affect the overall cost savings as well. But you know, for the, for the most part, you know, using a, a general figure, that's about what you can expect. I think what I'm trying to convey is there are options for you to start and complete a nice landscape makeover project. Maybe you can afford a landscape contractor. You know, maybe you got the checkbook that'll, that'll meet all the needs and you don't have to worry about that stuff. Maybe you do not. A lot of people want champagne, but they can only afford beer. So you have to be able to have some options open to you. Maybe you will do some of it or all of it yourself. Hell yeah, that's what I'm talking about. And maybe you won't. Maybe it's just not in the cards for you. And I totally get it. I really do. But this gives you an alternative. It would save you some dollars and yet still achieve a professional result. It just lays all the administrative work at your feet and maybe some of the smaller, easier elements that you decide to do to save you a few bucks. So, hence some dollar savings, am I right? Hey, here on this channel, we lay out the facts. So some options, so some can make, yeah, shall we say, a more informed decision about a project that you are considering. As always, as always, I'm always here to help you guys. All you have to do is email me, plain and simple. And they're right at the bottom of the podcast here or over on the channel. You can always reach out to me at any time. If you have further questions about this topic or other landscape conundrums that you're facing, take a few minutes and just drop a line to me. Plain and simple. I mean, how hard it can it be? It doesn't cost you anything at this point. So all I can say is I hope you got something out of this. It, it allows you to make a little more informed decision if you're really seriously, not just tire kicking, but you're seriously thinking about a nice landscape makeover, 
a lot of people think they can do it themselves and they take it on and they get 20% into it and that's when the oh shit factor starts kicking in. Either A, they never had the dollars to do it correctly, or B, they start settling for something less than what they had in their expectational mind. So here's an alternative and another way to think about doing this, plain and simple. Hey, if you did get something out of this, check out some of the other podcasts as well. And we'd love to see you checking out the, the YouTube channel, Yard Coach as well. I will catch you guys next week. I hope everything is going well. The week coming up is going to be fantastic for you. And I'll catch you guys next Friday. As always, Coach says, to your landscape success. Take care, guys. Thank you for listening to the Yard Coach Podcast. Don't forget to head over to the website at youryardcoach.com where you will find more DIY landscape education, including the free 15-step DIY landscape checklist, Coach Matt's ebook called Landscaping Simplified, and the flagship digital course, Homescape 1.0. As always, if you have any questions or comments, you can email Coach Matt directly at youryardcoach at gmail.com. We'll see you right here next week.